I am Astara. And I'm Orion. And we are Illuminating, Illuminating Hearts. Welcome to Bloop, a podcast capturing the sound of imagination. Join us in conversation with many beautiful collaborators on their daily journey. Dropping the pebble of the mind into the pond of the heart. Bloop. We support from... In a film that is about... And don't forget... Hi, I'm Astara. And I'm Orion. And we're Illuminating Hearts. And welcome to part two of our Bloop podcast on changing the channel. (laughs) Where we left off last was this idea that um, Ram Dass had talked about if we had this little tuner right up in our head, like a TV, that the old TVs would have maybe two or three channels on them. And then cable came along and there were all sorts of channels. And Ram Das was teaching at that time and he was saying, we're talking about cable here. You know, this idea of being available to more channels than just one or two. So we want to expand on that in, in this time together. Yeah, now we have the internet and we can find any channel we're looking for, and we can create our own channels. So we've gone from a world of observing to creating, and in the space of being um, conscious and aware of what's coming into our systems, but also what we're putting back out into the world and being creators, um, it provides an opportunity for us to practice being more conscious and tuned in into what we're going to create. And inside of that creation, what is it like for you, that feeling between going through the few channels that have been very well-worn channels in your, in your history and then taking on a new channel? What does that oh. feel like? How has that been? What is, describe us maybe an example of yeah. that. New channels for me are, are stretch right? Leaning in to try to understand my consciousness and what's coming in and what's being made available, especially right now. What? We're all inside. The world is very much into a place. We're in flux. We're in this great unknown void of what will happen next. Um, And this is the best time ever to practice receiving information. What are you going out to look for? When this whole thing started, I found myself daily looking at the different news feeds and there was so much confounding information out there and it was shifting and there's still confounding information out there. Our leaders are telling us to wear masks, but they're not wearing them. So what do we believe? Well, at this point, you take a deep breath. What resonates with you? What causes the tingle? What causes you to calm and settle? Because as you just notice, my pace and my rhythm was picked up, was amplified in my speech. It was very fast. I was very much in my head. 
and not so much in my heart. So creating an awareness of, of your tempo and rhythm of speech. Are you speaking so quickly? Are you trying to convey information so fast that you forgot to breathe? <sighs> if that's the case, you are not, most likely, not in your heart. Or do you find yourself yelling and say, this is my truth, I'm yelling this truth to you. Years ago, I discovered I never have to yell my truth. So your question is, um, when do I know and how difficult is it when something's coming through and what, what do I do with that? That new channel. Right. Um, I try to tune into it and make it as clear as possible. And I have conversations with people that can speak that language that are also watching the same channels that I am. I have my various mentors around town, um, my meditation friends, um, my best friend, who is also a mentor in so many ways and a teacher and a collaborator, but we speak the same language and I'm, I'm never embarrassed or shy or feel like she's gonna judge me for any of the information I have to give. So, and it's a really good time to practice how I deliver what I have to say and extending invitations because I don't know if she's ready for me to interrupt her movie uh, yet. And so I, I have to invite her in and say, are you ready for this? I have something I would like to discuss with you or some information. It's a nice kindness, you know, to come in. We learned that from Gay Hendricks and um, his wife, those who taught about the mirroring technique. And it's this idea that instead of just storming into a room and shouting your movie out, because we all are on a different channel, you could honor that that person's on a different channel than you and say, hey, do you mind if I interrupt your movie? And that's another way to look at it. Like, we're all just playing out the movie, the channel, the radio station, the creation in that moment that we've chosen. That doesn't mean it's anybody else's. And we might project that out into the world and think everybody's inside of our movie. Yeah, they're all players in our movie, but they each have their own movie. So when Orion comes in and says, hey, can I interrupt your movie? It's another way of honoring the truth of the channel. You're channeling something I may not be a part of, understand, or see, and I respect that. Um, can I interrupt it? And so whether you want to call it a radio station or a movie, theater show, pick your metaphor. But we've tried to do that. We don't always remember. It's a new habit. That's a new channel for us to be more respectful and honor just how multidimensional, that's another way of describing channels, is dimensions, how multidimensional our world is and the dimension that you're sitting in might be very different than the dimension a friend, a family member, a loved one is sitting in, let alone a complete stranger. You know, and so it is with a lot of compassion that we can say, wow, they must be in a totally different movie than I am. I'm not seeing what they're seeing. Multidimensionality is another way of saying lots of cable stations or lots of satellite radio. It's this idea that there are so many stations out there. They're just floating in the room with you. What do you want to tune into? We all kind of know about one or two channels really well. It's culturally predominant. 
It's what we've been socialized into, trained into, and genetically we're hardwired for them. So we're really good at them. One of them is just the material reality, and another one of them, like, you know, how we look, um, aesthetics of things, what that means, and the meaning that we gain from those physical attributes. We walk around the world making decisions and guiding our choices based on that physical material reality channel. You have had those moments, I know in your life, that, that famous adage, judging a book by its cover, where we realize that person that we thought a certain thing about, we finally get information, actual information about them, and it's not what we thought and our judgments were wrong, and we sheepishly go, oh my gosh, I misread you all this time. Has anybody ever had that experience, right? And so the idea is, with Illuminating Hearts, our taglines, you know, dropping the pebble of the mind into the pond of the heart, transformation in a heartbeat, come home to your soul, all of these things are, we want to help you get into these other channels through the gongs, through our privates work and the energy codes and all these different tools that we bring you, how can we help you realize, first of all, there's more than just the few channels you know, and those other channels that you might want to tap into might feel funny and awkward at first, but they're going to give you so much more depth and breadth for life and allow you to tolerate and have capacity for way more of what you want. Yeah. I just thought of a cell phone analogy. Yeah. Yeah, sort of device. We're downloading new apps, new applications, and every application can bring you more information. Where are the stars located? What direction am I heading? Where's the weather? What's the news? What's the entertainment? So I think in this day and age, we're now opening apps and we're downloading apps. Mm, that's good. For instance, this morning, um, we got up really early, and after my meditation, I listened to an hour lecture from Oxford, and it was amazing. And I didn't understand most of it, or three quarters of it, uh, but I still stuck with it because I got to sit in on a lecture at Oxford University. A deep math lecture. It was awesome. Physics and math. What? Who? That's the best thing in the morning. So... Uh, <laughs> You have an invitation right now to download some new information, to get tuned in to some new apps and new channels, to expand your consciousness. What are you aware of? What do you want to bring into your life? We like to say we're walking invitation slips for our guests um, at our events and in the Heart Effect archaeology sessions and in the Stars coaching sessions and in my um, teachings of various instruments. We are here to help you download some new apps, tune in, get precise, and understand better your soul and your being. It's such a gift to self to drop into these states. Why, you might ask? Well, we talk about coherence a lot. We were really inspired by the teachings of HeartMath. They've been around since the early 90s near Stanford, a research institution looking at the science of the heart. 
and doing research into the electromagnetic activity here in your core and how there's a hundred times more electromagnetic activity in your core than there is up in your brain. So we live in a society that would say this is the main, main everything. There's new science pointing to that we have three brains, you know, the gut, the heart, the head. If we talk about channeling at the perspective of coherence, what we're really looking at is this idea of the gut, the heart, and the head are all talking together. And then a magic thing happens. There's clarity. You get a message and you don't doubt it. There's a sense of a drive inside of you to take action on behalf of that message. Has anybody had that feeling in their life where they regret not following that feeling? Right? So it's that sense of, ah, oh, I knew it. I knew I should have listened to that thing inside of me. Yeah, it's there for a reason. It is you at a very expanded state outside of your typical one or two channels talking to you at those smaller levels in that more narrow myopic focus of the smaller channels. And so when we get into coherence and we connect all those three brains and we're in a good state, magic happens. We just get clarity, we get ideas, we have new knowledge. How does coherence happen? Mm -hmm. Some years ago, uh, we were in what we call intense negotiations uh, with each other, and we ended up going to see Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2. And we walked into that movie theater as two separate people feeling separate. But throughout the movie, we found messaging for us. Like Message, five minutes in. It started to come through. And before you knew it, my hand had creep, crept across and we were holding hands. And then we even had tears in our eyes at one point. And during laughing. The movie and laughing. But we left that movie together because we were both open to the possibility of finding messages in that content. So the invitation for you is, no matter what movie you watch, look for your messaging. There is messaging in everything that you're involved in whether it's driving down the road and seeing an advertisement on a billboard or you miss someone and something pops into your periphery to remind you of them or you just randomly open a book up to any page and you'll always find exactly what you need. So how would you describe what are... What, we talked about this in part one a little bit, but what are some of the simple techniques and tools that you use to get your three brains connected? Well, first I take a tin, what I'm about to say is completely untrue. <laughs> but first I take a tinfoil hat and I make two antennas and stick them up <laughs> and I stand and go boop, 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 boop. <laughs> that would definitely do it because laughter is a really great way to get coherent. Laughter's the first way to do it. Do you want to know why laughter is such a good way? Because you're breathing deeply and in a certain particular way. Think about laughter going, ha, ha, ha. That stimulates your vagus nerve. And your vagus nerve gets stimulated and other fluids start to get surged. Piezoelectric basically just means that little thing in the lighter that goes click, 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 that starts the fire. And it starts this electric activity inside your body and gets 
some cool firings going all the way up the system, up your channel, up your spine, and then boom, your pineal gland has a little bit of exciting activity, and the next thing you know is you've got a really great idea. So laughter will do it. Hmm. Deep breath of any kind. Another trick is singing. So we do a lot of toning, and you're going to hear it from us again and again and again when you come to our sessions when we're past this experience with COVID-19 and we can assemble again. But in the meanwhile, we have our online sessions and we show it to you there. And what we teach are these toning techniques. But really what you're doing is you're just taking a big deep breath in and taking a big breath out, and it's happening on the sound. Also, singing. So if I came in to you and I said this wonderful little sing-song thing that we heard on the internet recently, uh, every little cell in my body is, is happy, every little cell in my body is well, every little cell in my body is happy, every little cell in my body is well. I'm so glad every little cell, every little cell in my body is well, and so on and so forth. <laughs> what was the original song that that came from, that, that, that rhythm, that melody you had discovered it, it was short? The short and bread song. The yeah. short and bread song. So, you know, we took this old melody and there's this woman who in Australia is a sound therapy person and she had heard that song over the years and it went viral and the BBC had her on and I thought, what a great song. You could teach it to kids and you, it's sing-songy, it's catchy. That is an enforced breath work. I mean, basically that's what singing is. You can create coherence in your body either just simply taking a meditative moment, one to two minutes, and slowing down, slowing your breath down, going quiet, or you could do a wonderful sing-songy voice, yeah. or you could do some toning. Ways to make breathing fun again. It doesn't have to be serious. You don't have to, mudras are awesome, but you don't have to sit in a certain position and do a mudra and close your eyes and say a certain chant. Those chants are amazing, the mudras are amazing, and they all completely work. So do them if you want, and they're fantastic, but you don't have to. If, that, if that's not your training, that's not your calling, and it doesn't pull you, go and sing, every little cell in my body is happy. Or you could just find another song that you really like, row, row, row your boat, whatever you love. Just know that when you're singing, or when you're chanting, or when you're slowing your breath down, or controlling it in some way, be sure to let that belly rise and fall, and you will start the process of coherence in your body. You were built for this. It is your inherited right to step into coherence, because I can guarantee that if fear porn has got a grip on you, and all the news media, and all the reports about the virus, and the data that's coming your way, and it's pretty scary at times, disagree with it. Don't take that on for too long. It's okay to be human and have those experiences, but you can change the channel pretty quickly. I love that, disagreeing with the fear. It doesn't mean we have to reject it or put it down or judge it or say it's wrong. All we have to do is just say, I disagree. I disagree and agree. I think that there are some other channels I'd like to tune into right now. <laughs> Tell me and in turn telling us, what gave you the confidence to say, I have got a message for you from the guides? Mm. 
That's a really good question. I think it's been years in the making, but really it's been lifetimes in the making. The more that I've done work around other lifetimes, Akashic Records, this idea that souls are reincarnated and that however you want to word it, some of us have been around the block a few times and some of us are new souls coming in and having new experiences on the planet. And there's no judgment. Everybody's perfectly where they're at. But I'm aware that it's taken me lifetimes to build confidence for this. That, um, that it's taken me all of my life in this body to get the tools that I need to build the circuitry to give permission. I think I've had other lifetimes where I've let this channel come through and some funky things happened. You know, it led to my demise, so to speak, um, either physically or just um, a big shift in life that made it hard on that lifetime. So I've had a lot of fear of coming out of the closet, so to speak, and saying, hey, I'm a channel and there's this thing happening. But like we've talked about, everybody's a channel. It's just that some of us, um, we need a lot of oracles right now is what my guides are saying. And that one of the guides, by the way, is me. It's, it's a higher aspect of me. And what gave me the confidence was all the energy work that I've done, really, to work with subtle body energy. Think of it in your life that, you know, you've done a lot to understand instruments and to understand sound, and you've been doing it since you were young. Well, in some ways, I've had my own journey with energy like that. When you think of intelligence in any capacity, we have the natural ability towards a thing, but like you said with the piano, there's the practicing. So for me, I have been passionate, passionate about developing emotional intelligence and energy intelligence. Some ways it could be seen as the same thing because I like the play on words of energy and motion as emotion. My energy codes work combined with all of my shamanic training, combined with my understanding of working with the Merkaba, the tiny space of the heart and the energy centers, and just a whole bunch of other wisdom traditions that I've been blessed to cross paths with. I am a dot connector, and so I saw all these connections and went, oh my gosh, I see how this all connects. I had to embody it, though. The confidence came from embodying the energy again and again, day after day, morning, night, morning, night. It's like brushing your teeth or flossing is what I say to a lot of my coaching clients. You have to look at energy work as something that you do morning and night and in between in the shower, in the car, at the piano, at the dishes, you know, wherever you're at, while you're walking out in nature, while you're, and if you've done that for enough decades, there's a thing that can happen where you just, you open and mm. suddenly new information comes through because you've built new circuits, you've changed and open channels. And you have more ability, more resiliency, and more capacity and strength to say, I can do this. I trust this. And I believe this is really important. Does it happen on demand for you? It does now. It didn't used to. I would 
almost from an egoic standpoint, demand the information, which usually came from my fear states. I was in the wrong channel to receive. And I wanted to know what was going to happen. And I need information right now. And this is really important. And this is really urgent. Where are you guys? Guides, help. And that's probably the last state you really need to be in to hear a message. They might send like one little flare, you know, an emergency flare that just says trust or believe, faith. And you're like, yeah, thanks. That really helps. When you really are not in the state of fear, when you're in a state of coherence, when everything is lined up, the golden key opens and bink, in comes the message. Mm. Do you find that the door was never locked? It was never locked. It was always here. In fact, um, as you know, I've had an aversion to sitting meditation for a really long time. I didn't really feel called to do it. And the guides basically giggled and said, that's because you were afraid of what you would get when you sat there. Mm. So in the stillness is another golden key. Yeah. For someone who wants to learn how to practice receiving this, their information or get in touch, do you have any advice? Everybody's path is a little different. You'll get a lot of advice out there. Take everything with a grain of salt. And when you look at where the advice comes from, always understand that they're going to have their own channels in consciousness. So find what works for you and do some of the simple stuff, these simple coherence practices, whether it's just putting your hand on your heart, thinking of something you're grateful for and breathing slowly for two minutes and really feeling the gratitude. Or if it's some of our sounds where we go, mm-hmm. where you create coherence through entrainment and through literally, that's what coherence is, it's all the frequencies lining up in an alignment, is you create an entrainment system in your body. If you do some of those tools, or you just maybe for some people it's just getting really, really quiet and meditating longer than 15 minutes. You know, I think that's like a baseline. It usually takes about 15 or 20 minutes just to quiet the mind enough that you can reach some of the benefits if you're just doing pure meditation. Any of those tools work. Trust where you're led. You can even, as you go to bed at night, say to your higher knowing and your higher self, show me a sign, show me a way, show me what my golden key is, and just see what you dream or see what comes. It might come right there, and it might come in the morning or a day later. See, the thing is about spirit, there's no particular timeline because time doesn't exist. So with that being said, knowing that time doesn't exist, what do you have to say to people who are sure that they're receiving information like future casting, like Thursday of next week, don't go outside? You know, some, I've heard people say that. Or on my favorite example is when I was in my 20s, some, I was told that I wouldn't find true love and happiness until the age of 44. And I spent many years toiling (laughs) over that and looking and thinking it was something outside of me. It was someone or something that was going to bring me true love or happiness. And they were right, but it was me I had to find. And I did that right around the age of 44, 43 to 44. 
And so what would you say to someone who's, who's being told about future casting or people that are very specific about their channels of the information they're getting? It's one thing to be confident in your channel, but if somebody, if you're going to see a psychic medium or you're going to see an intuitive or somebody that does similar work like I do, and they're really clear on your future or they're really giving you strong advice to like leave a person or leave a job or they're telling you what to do, question that. The, the real source of your own path is gonna come from you. The point of those healers and those guides is to either provide you a test and a challenge to see are you going to believe this and put your authority outside of you or are you going to have them guide you towards what you need to learn about yourself so that you can move forward. But future casting is tricky because the future is always changing in every moment. Right now, even as you're watching that moment where I'm saying these words, it is the future from when I am saying them. So there is this sense of, we can have a sense of direction, a sense of energy. We can have a sense of, based on what you're doing right now, this feels a lot like the direction you're headed. There could be somebody who is um, got that telepathic future sense. Still, that future can change. So what you need to do is get inside of your own truth and wonder, why would I need to know what the future is? That's the first question. Secondly, what is it in me that feels that, that satisfies something? And how can I work with that part of me to know how to get back into the present moment, be in the now, and be okay not knowing the future? The other thing to really realize is time is not what we think it is. Reality is not what we think it is. And if you dive down the wormhole and the rabbit hole of physics, especially quantum physics, you're going to discover some really interesting things, some of which are just mind-boggling. Think of it this way. Since the future is happening right now, and it also doesn't exist, and there's multiple versions of it, how could one person tell you what the future is? Hmm. Thanks. So do your guides have anything to say right now? Remember who you are in truth. Let breath be your guide. Welcome in more of your light. Decide for yourself what is your next right step and let your own relationship with your heart be the greatest journey you'll ever be on. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Mine said, Turn on your heart light. <laughs> Did it say anything else? I'm thirsty. Well, also, hydrating is really good for the body battery. So we're excited that you tuned into our channel for a little moment in time. Get in touch with your own truth during all of the madness of these times, which is bringing some really important changes to the planet. Believe us, 
there's positive things coming through all of this. Let us help you through our sound work. Come and join us on Patreon and get involved that way. Or just do some of these simple tools that we talked about. Get on some music that lifts your spirits. Blink your eyes. Whoa, news station. (laughs) (laughs) Take your time. All good things come in time. And you've got all the time in the world. It's your time. Practice, practice, practice. We love you. And remember to drop the pebble of the mind into the pond of the heart. Thank you for listening to Bloop. The Bloop podcast is located on Omaha land. Sound engineering by Tiny Space Productions. That's me. And music by Illuminating Hearts. That's That's us. Your imagination is the currency of the heart. Building dreams into being. Listen to your heart. Dream. Build a wild new world with with us. If you would like to watch the full video of this episode, subscribe to our Patreon online retreat center at patreon.com forward slash illuminating hearts. Tickle, tickle, tickle. Do it again. (laughs) Killing me, Smalls.